0: Welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Blake, Tyler, and Rob.
1: Hello and welcome in from where we are to where you are. This is the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Blake, joined by Tyler and Rob. We appreciate your viewership each and every week. How are we doing today? After feel- the mid midway point, I guess, in our fantasy uh, league, Rob and Tyler, how are we
0: feeling? I, I mean, feel like I- you really had to slow down to nail that intro. I, I need I need live intro. I need live intro. Go, go, go. <laughs> and I need you to not fuck it up for once.
1: Listen, the intro will be fucked up every week in some way, whether it's me or Tyler calling out how he didn't like how I did it correctly. Oh, then should I not nitpick on the one thing that you did kind of do incorrectly? No, yeah, I think we definitely ahead. should. Well, technically, we're a listener thing, not a viewership.
0: Oh, So yeah, when you
1: appreciate your viewership, nobody's Ooh!
0: keeping us.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, I have already dumped all the knowledge of what I said. I have no recollection of the entire intro. Yeah, I know somebody would have picked up on that if we would have just went by it. Nate would have said, "Yeah, viewership oh, on a podcast, you dumb idiots." Oh, do he like already that. he already had the text typed out about to send to the group. <laughs> right until I just said that, then he's like, "Damn, <laughs> he got to um, got to delete that one." Yeah, way to go, Nate! You fucking loser.
0: Oh, that was well. I guess that was joint. That was both for Nate and for Blake.
1: Uh, I like I liked it for Nate better because that was that fit perfectly. Now, I mean, I think I think here on the podcast we are all a one one fist against Nate, just in general, fisting sure. him all the time. Mm. Is that oh, how that goes? <laughs> <bring> it Jack. <laughs> oh boy uh if you cannot tell, this is going to be an uh, interesting episode of the podcast. Yeah, uh, I love the two hole for week nine. uh got your standard things here, some news and notes. then we're gonna talk, hit uh the quick Blakes over under and some transactions then go into our matchups this week. Do are we are gonna have a very elongated yeah, we all like it when it gets elongated. Section of our trade or our uh, news and notes this week because I we're love the two about the NFL trade deadline, which happened at what was it two or th- no three p.m. Central Time on Monday, something like that. Tuesday, rather Tuesday, yeah, yesterday. All right, Tyler, fucking get us into whatever the next segment is.
2: Knock knock. Who's there? The news.
1: All right. This is a nightmare. So, um, the only news, news, news I have coming for um, for us is Jamar Chase is not going on IR with that hip injury that came about late last week. Um, I mean, it's what a four to six week injury. They said he's not going on IR. They hope that his body's going to heal fast enough to get him back out on the field sooner.
0: Yeah, they're basically relying on him to have. Adam or adamantium or whatever the fuck you nerds call it bones
1: adamantium that's what wolverine has it's also what hercules mace is made out of in marvel yeah Universe. sorry
0: i don't watch star trek <laughs> um but yeah i mean there's a low possibility he's going to be back before the four weeks but if he is then they certainly don't want to go four weeks without him
1: right they're just hedging it's it's the same thing as they uh the cowboys did with dak they, they didn't put him on IR because they thought maybe he could come back in four. He did not, but they're not, they're going to, you can't predict the future. So they're going to, you know, be on the cautious side as far as not having him available. Right. So it, they want to not have to deal with that.
0: It's, it's biology and human physiology. You can get pretty fucking close to predicting the future. You, you can. <laughs> I mean, but,
2: but
1: they're, yeah, these, well, are, well, these we, are these are superhuman athletes we're talking about. Well, to be fair, we thought we could predict the future with uh, Metcalf, who, by all accounts, you know, he was taking off on the on the old stretcher and he wasn't taking a dump this time that he was going to meet miss at least one game and he missed nothing. So, well,
0: I mean, we, we talked about it in our podcast that, that it was more of a pain management thing than anything.
1: So well, he must have been on all of uh Troy Aikman's cocaine because he sure didn't seem like he had any problems.
0: Well, you got to get that cortisone, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Let's, let's talk about some injuries that happened after last week before we get into the trades. Cause some of these trades kind of solve some of these injuries issues. Um, Let's see. How do I want to start here? I just, I kind of spattered these on my list. Um, Start with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Cause that's, you know, an interesting one, the 101 pick in our draft. Uh Aggravated his ankle injury on in Sunday's game. Uh Did not practice today, I believe the report said. And, right. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but Indy kind of made a, a little switch at his backup running back position. I mean, it's sort of in that, you know, they got rid of Naheem Hines, but he was never really like the true backup. He was more like the the third down back, the passing back, that kind of thing. Um but I guess they must have saw enough out of uh I can't even remember his name now. Jackson Dion Jackson or something like that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. yeah. That they, they saw enough of him to say, you know what, let's get something for Hines and uh we'll put uh, Jackson in that spot um and go from there. So all right. Um, Mark Ingram down in New Orleans has an MCL sprain. not looking great for a veteran back there.
0: Yeah. He'll be out um a couple of weeks. It it's Camara full go for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And it, it just means more opportunities
1: for, um, um, Taysom. Taysom. Yeah. He'll, he'll get some more. He got, didn't he get like eight carries or something last week? So look for him to continue that. And, uh, you know, have have a spike week here for tight ends. Hopefully, this week. Yeah, Tyler, can I retroactively say my uh, fantasy slash NFL surprise is Alvin Kamara this year? No, <clears throat> damn, because I had zero faith going with with Kamara going into this year, and then I should have thought about that last week. But damn, he really has.
0: I mean, I I think the whole thing comeback. there is Dalton being the quarterback versus Jameis. I mean, that changes everything.
1: Yep, I agree, and. If if you wonder why why would they make that move, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. Just look at what Kamara's done ever since Dalton's been quarterback, and that's why the coaching staff made the change. All right, tight ends. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but Irv Smith with a high ankle sprain, Dalton. a really a really, really bad, bad one, really bad yeah, one. Yeah, like I mean
0: eight to ten weeks bad. Yeah, he he's probably done that uh for the year that or you know maybe he'll come back in the playoffs but that, that's what prompted the hawkinson trade which we'll talk about later
1: right also tyler higby exited with a neck injury i believe he returned to that game but also there's still some question marks around him yeah i mean here's the thing that that team's kind of in flux um with uh jefferson coming back um last week getting his feet wet he might have more of a presence um, Why was it
0: raining there?
1: Yes, a little bit. Okay. It was it was raining rain. Quite um weird. yeah. Anyway, so you know, Higby was that last, you know, that last ditch option when everything fell apart, or I should say when uh Stafford felt he couldn't get it to cup, he would throw it yeah. to look, Higby. Look. So. Yeah, let's also, let's also go into the Cooper cup uh, with an ankle injury yeah. late that game. He's day to day as well. So, you know, there's question marks at Tyler Higby and for cup. Also, it came out today that Van Jefferson got downgraded from healthy to questionable. So Oh God, yeah.
0: I mean, if, if they, uh, I don't remember the injury he was coming back from, but if it's one where they're kind of easing him in, then they're going to give him limited snaps on a Wednesday. Um, And so you have to watch the Thursday and Friday practice reports.
1: Yeah, maybe it's uh, the Allen Robinson show this week. I doubt that. So do I. Nobody likes Alan. Uh Christian Watson in Green Bay with a concussion. Uh, we've seen, I mean, interesting things with concussions this year, but also that, fuck, Allen Lazard is on his way back or coming back from an injury. I don't know if he played much on Sunday he, he didn't play this Sunday last night. Week. I don't think he, he did. He, he didn't play. He's expected to play this week. You know, without a setback, isn't it like a shoulder injury? I'm not 100% on that, but I think it is. At any rate, he should be back. But, yeah, Watson, kind of a lost season for the rookie, um, which is why Romeo Dobbs is able to step up as a fourth round or fifth round, whatever he was, um, because uh, Watson just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Unfortunate for the young guy. Right. Uh, And then the last one I want to talk about is Rashad Bateman the foot injury more severe than everybody thought it was initially out going to miss multiple weeks, they say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Uh, this, this is something that could potentially linger. Um, You know, if he can get healthy, great, but this is one you have to be concerned about the rest of the season. And I, you know, the bad part is, his Bateman isn't droppable. You know, if you, if you have spots to use IR, that's great. But, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be tempering expectations on Bateman uh, as far as his value goes the rest of the way.
1: 100%. It's it's unfortunate, too, uh, for that team, especially. It just limits their upside offensively. All right, any other injuries you want to hit on? Or we can move right into the trades that have happened. I mean, I guess one more I would hit on is um, let's talk the same team and their tight
0: end.
2: Yeah, oh, I mean, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. dealing with multiple injuries. I believe it's a, a hamstring in a shoulder.
1: So the hamstring w- was bothering him going into Thursday night's game. And then he left after a awkward tackle uh, destiny with a shoulder injury. And he was uh, not, he was ruled out for that game. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, certainly the, the worst part is, is that he got ruled out so early. Right. So he, he, I mean, he only got you six points and he was out in the first quarter, right? Um, which is, you know, for, for three quarters of the tight ends in the league, six points in a game is fantastic. (laughs) But, um, but no, I mean, this is, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in transactions, but this is one situation where you can handcuff Mark Andrews with Isaiah likely and really just treat it like a running back committee where if Andrews isn't going to play fire up, likely Um, obviously uh, you guys can't do that in this league for reasons that I have, but, (laughs) Um, but in other leagues that you may be in, if you're, you know, if likely is out there, it it may be worth, uh, pursuing for the Andrews owner.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, it's the one situation at tight end where you can plug and play the next person who's likely to get the same production that the starter had. And like you said, and like you said, it's, it's, it's unlikely that he's available in your league, but if he is there, likely is a likely waiver wire pickup. It's likely, worth what the a lot fuck of your
0: fad. noises are coming from blake i i don't <laughs> think those are coming through your mic the way you want them to
1: <laughs> i don't know how they came through but you know i was trying to be uh the the background hype man for every time that rob said uh, likely, likely. <laughs> he's trying to go whoa whoa <laughs> yeah it said it sounded like <laughs> somebody was dying who cares all right i had fun yeah that was likely the last <laughs> you'll hear from me on that <laughs> All right, let's hit some trades that happened in the real life NFL. As we said the trade deadline was yesterday afternoon. It was crazy. Uh as we had as a gift came through in our dynasty league, uh yesterday was in fact bananas. Uh I believe I saw a stat that um this year's trade deadline had or this like that day had twice the amount of trades approved in the NFL on any single day since 1990, which is almost 30 years ago, thirty 32 years ago, crazy. Wasn't even yeah. born.
0: And uh, and it, supposedly this this all go back goes back to I think it was the mid like 2012 2011. They moved the trade deadline back in the NFL, so teams had a better idea of where they were going into this. And yeah, I mean. I think this is great all around because teams like the lions are able to get value. Whereas they probably wouldn't have traded Hawkinson two weeks ago. You know, they're able to get value for him. Um, You know, we'll talk about some of the other trade, you know, uh, the bears with Roquan Smith, that probably would have happened either way, but Denver with Bradley Chubb trading him, you know, that sort of thing. Cause they certainly a couple weeks ago, probably thought they still had a shot. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's get into it a little bit. I'm going to do uh, more or less chronologically. So last Thursday, uh, there was a trade that broke in the afternoon. Kadarius Tony got traded from the Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, uh, I don't have listed the picks that were you know exchanged. I just have yeah. where the who the player went from and where the player went to. So yeah, Tony took Tony to Kansas City. Uh, Tony hadn't really played a. I don't think did he play what one game if that for New York this year looked amazing last year in his rookie debuts, uh, then had hamstring after hamstring. Yeah. Just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead and put quotes, you know, go ahead and put the, the little finger wags hamstring and hamstring. Yeah, sure. He was, he was injured. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the
1: thing. He, he was slightly injured is, is if like all football players are injured during the year, The Giants played it because they didn't want him anymore. Uh, They had problems in the offseason. They kept keeping him, oh, no, we need you to get 100% healthy, blah, blah, blah. It finally came to a head, and they traded him. And then already Kansas City has said, yep, he's 100% healthy. So either the climate's better or he uh, really wasn't
0: hurt. Well, the issue with Kadarius Tony coming into the league was he had character concerns and major character concerns coming in. Um, we, I think we talked about that on our Dynasty podcast, but, you know, this is the thing. He's going to run himself out of town multiple times throughout the course of his career. Uh, and it's just a matter of whether this works in Kansas City. I, I think this is maybe the best fit. You know, maybe the only better fit for him is somewhere that wanted to use him like Cordero Patterson because he's very raw as a route runner and stuff like that, but he's electric with the ball in his hand. So I I think Kansas City being able to do a lot of the underneath stuff and just get him the ball, let him go. I I think that's going to be really, really good for him.
1: All righty. I'm looking at my thing. Let's go to... Let's go escalating here from, you know, least important to most important. Okay. So we mentioned before Naheem Hines. This is, this, these are all day of a trade deadline days. So now, right. Naheem Hines goes from the Colts to Buffalo. In return, Moss goes to the uh, Indianapolis. Zach Moss. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, all this does is muddles uh, Buffalo's backfield even further. James Cook looked like he was uh, coming onto the scene in that backfield and looked like he was really taking over the third down work, especially last week. And he looked exactly like what they drafted him for. Uh, Singletary has looked good on the early down work. And I guess you're adding Naheem Hines because shrug. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes zero sense. Okay. So we all probably remember that they tried to get
1: smooches in the off season, And then he went back to um, the, the racial slurs. So if if the um, adding of Cook never happened in the draft, I get this move 100%. It's like, we're making up for the fact that we didn't get smooches. We want that pass receiving back. If, if that's what you want, why the hell did you draft Cook? And then why the hell would you make this trade? And unless, unless there was something bad about Cook, and I haven't seen anything bad about him except the first couple of times he touched the ball, he put it on the carpet. But other than that, he's been what they wanted catching the ball and been electric when he has it. I don't see what Hines gets them.
0: So the the only the only thing that I can think is Buffalo is a bona fide contender, probably the favorite to come out of the AFC, right? Right. Um you know, do they say, well, okay, but if Cook goes down, that takes away a part of our game plan. And so or, what's wrong with surplus?
2: Or
1: or, or like like you said or before, Singletary. Tyler, or Singletary goes down. Singletary who I mean he's you know what? Journeyman at best at catching the ball, he's he is a great ground guy. If he goes down, what happens to that backfield?
0: Yeah, but yeah. but you had Zach Moss, and yeah, you, yeah, that split would probably flip a little bit more. It would probably go a lot more Cook, and Moss would be that you know 40% bruiser, and then Cook would be the 60% you know receiver, and then mixed in here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, I to me, this only makes sense as a surplus move, and for fantasy purposes, it's bad.
1: Yeah, it really annoys yeah. me as a single owner. Yeah, it do- it doesn't help single at all. It's if you're if you took a flyer on Cook, let's say you had him like stashed on your bench, hoping that, oh God, if something happened, a single Cook would get you know all that nice run. Nah, now you've got Heinz there. Who knows what's what? So, it's a mess. All right, so let's hit on Calvin Ridley, traded to Jacksonville. <laughs> for I I'm, I mean I'm sure you know the ins and outs on this one Tyler I'm going to let you take it over but it's yep. it, it's a
0: strange one so long long story short the draft capital um is in escalating fourth so the bottom tier is a fourth if he is uh let's see if he makes the roster next year it becomes a third and then uh it's playing time that sort of thing taking it to a second right uh so realistically this is a second round pick I mean, look, I, I like this for Jacksonville. This certainly gives you the indication that, hey, we're either we're riding or we're going down with Trevor Lawrence, which I think is the what they need to do right now. Um, and, you know, if you, if you put Ridley out there with uh, Christian Kirk and now all of a sudden there are two guys to defend. And I, I think that that's really good for Jacksonville's uh, offense.
1: Yeah, it's a great future move for them. I mean, obviously, it doesn't do anything this year because he suspended the whole year. Um, But yeah, next year, I mean, you've got ETN now taking that backfield over, who's, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, pretty electric. Um, And then you're going to have, you know, everybody was a little skeptical of Kirk being a number one. Now you've got, you put Ridley alongside of him. You've got something. Um, And if they keep building in the trenches like they have been, I mean... I see nothing but up for them, and as long as uh, Trevor Lawrence keeps progressing and uh, getting better, especially in the in his third year, which next year would be, um, everything's pointing up for them. So,
0: and, and I always have to bring this up because I think it's just one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard. So Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper both went to Alabama, right? right? Both played their college ball at Bama. Amari Cooper is six months older than Calvin Ridley. Right. Six months. That's it. Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley were never in the building together at Alabama. No, because Calvin Ridley was like old for Calvin Ridley was old coming in. Yeah. And Amari Cooper it was, was like, like one of the youngest prospects to ever come out. Yeah. It was like 19 or 20 yeah. or some goofy. And thing so when he, yeah. a six month difference and yeah, they were never in the football building together.
1: Yeah. And they're what's, what's odd is they're both weird cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they both went to Alabama. I mean, Amari, You've gotta admit he's he he seems to have worn out his welcome in two places um one team got a first round pick for him the other one gave him away for pennies and nickels and and maybe a, a parking lot handy jay um but he did run himself out of two two uh cities so all right um let's look at we'll talk about we'll talk about a defense gaining some strength here we don't talk about that often here with uh on our podcast but Roquan Smith traded from the Bears to the Baltimore Ravens
0: I mean, yeah I mean I, I have but, the same yeah, go ahead teller I have the same take for this and the next one I guess give us both defenses Blake because I think we can mesh these together
1: yeah so the Denver Broncos traded a Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins and with there's the picks involved but also the Denver Broncos received
0: Chase Edmonds from the Dolphins. So Chubb going to Miami, Roquan Smith going to Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. Just hitting on Edmonds quick. I think that's the same situation. Muddies the backfield a little bit gross. Yeah, it does. Do do we, do we need to talk about that anymore? No. Nope. Yeah. As far as the defenses goes, goes, I think this is a major upgrade to both defenses. The Ravens have had a very hard time um, adjusting to their new Defensive coordinator who plays a ton of zone when they were primarily a man coverage team. Well, guess guess what? Roquan is a very good coverage linebacker. So add that in there. um And then on the Broncos side, you pair Bradley Chubb with, and I don't know if this Jalen Phillips or J- Jalean Phillips because his name is spelled a little bit. It's like J J A E L E N or whatever. I think it's Jalen. Um, yeah, couldn't tell you. Uh, but. Jalen Phillips has been um, breaking out recently. So you pair Bradley Chubb on the other side. I I think that becomes a very formidable pass rush. And I think both defenses rest of season get a pretty significant upgrade. Yeah. And both have been like, not
1: very good recently. Um, So anything they both needed to upgrade, they both have playoff aspirations um, and knew that they needed to, they had to do something on defense. If they're going to progress through the playoffs you know, Miami, for example, they look real good on offense. Uh, Edmonds was expendable with with uh, Raheem Mostert doing well. And then they picked up another guy um, from the San Francisco pool, um, you know, to help back him up. Um, I like both moves, and I think they're both going to be strong contenders. Yeah, and the Bears, classic Bears move. They had a, a decent defense, and they made that worse. Yeah, but they um, did get. Yeah, I mean. Well, we, no, we're no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna stick in Miami here because okay, you, you, you alluded to it. Jeff I Wilson did. from the 49ers goes to Miami. Yeah, uh, both Miami and Raheem Mostert, running backs that have been coached before by the head coach down there. Right when he was with the the ers and it's it's great for for Wilson because he was going to be just buried behind Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Everybody there is buried behind Christian McCaffrey. Wilson showed that he was a capable back when, um, oh, what's his name? Went down in the first, in the first uh, game. Um, six-round oh, pick. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Thank you, Elijah <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell. He's been gone so long, I can't remember his name. So Mitchell's actually due to come back in like a week or so. Um, so this was getting something for Wilson, um, you know, rejoining a former coach. Giving Miami something they they, they Chase Edmonds is it like, like the poster child for potential unrealized. righty. so yeah, let's talk about the Chicago Bears getting Chase Claypool from the Steelers uh, in return for a second round pick. I think that was a straight up trade. Yeah, uh, so Claypool getting added to this offense that's kind of awakening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a really, really good uh, get and a good fit for the Bears. The the concern I have, uh, before I get into why I like it, is the Steelers are, I, I'm just going to say the Steelers are the best team in the National Football League at evaluating wide receivers. That That is what they are great at, and that is why they've been able to churn through receivers without paying them. Um, So the question is, is why are they trading Chase, Chase Claypool? Um, maybe it was a locker room thing. Okay, whatever. But for the Bears side, I think you get a receiver who is very different from Darnell Mooney. Uh, so they're not going to step on each other's toes at all. You get a guy that gets to play the big slot role a little bit. You get a guy that's huge, uh, in that slot role that can block on these fields, um, uh, designed runs, right? Right. So you're effectively now going to be playing, you know, a tight end and Cole Komet. And uh what probably the biggest uh weight receiver in the league, if I had to guess. I mean, pretty close. Least, yeah, or at pretty least close. close to it because he's he's like 240. Um and so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a really, really good fit. And I think they have one more year before they have to pay him. So yeah, no, I, I really like this fit for the Bears. We talked about it offline, but it feels like the Bears have a plan for the first time. In a long time. And it's... It, I, you have to be optimistic if you're a Bears fan.
1: Yeah, especially offensively. I mean, I'm you you know, you're sad to see a, a defensive player like Rokon Smith go, but he wanted to be traded in the offseason, was not going to resign. He was going to be a free agent, so they had to get something for him, and they did. Um, Quinn, you know, even though he was a pass rusher, I think he led him in sacks last year, he's a rent-to-rusher. You know what I mean? He, he did not play rushing downs he just was in on third downs you know to rush the pass or he was a situational guy he's what 34 35 it's it's not like they were giving anything away um so they were getting what they could for him so i like the moves they made um just like you said and i think this actually makes them i already they were like blake said fields was already kind of pointing up they were starting to get their crap together the offensive line was doing a little bit better they were letting him do things that he does this only helps um but if anything, it does. I mean, Cole Komet was already garbage. It, it takes a little bit of that middle of the field that Cole Komet would take uh, and now puts it, you know, takes it away from him a little bit. He was already garbage anyhow, though. Yeah, and uh, Chase Claypool is only in his third year in the NFL. Uh, right, he's so still really young, yeah. Good young guy. Uh, isn't, fact checking me on this, isn't Velas Jones, their rookie, older than Chase Claypool, who's played for three years?
0: Look, Velas Jones is like 42 years old. It's <laughs> This is also fast. Yeah, but this this is a guy that took advantage of the um new COVID years, right? Right. And he played opted out uh, or something. Uh played, I think, five seasons college ball. Yeah, he okay. was he was legitimately, I think, twenty-five coming into the league. And again, yeah. going back to the Amari Cooper Calvin Ridley, he was twenty five coming into the league last year. Amari Cooper's currently twenty eight and has been in the league for almost a decade. Yeah. And man. uh Calvin Ridley's twenty seven. So yeah, I mean, the upside on Bayless Jones isn't there, but he's a you know decent gadget player.
1: All right, last trade we're talking about here tonight is a surprising overall trade from the Detroit Lions giving TJ Hawkinson and a couple picks, or a pick and a conditional, to in-division to the Vikings in return for two picks. Yeah, n- not surprising the Vikings wanted him because, as Tyler mentioned earlier with Irv Smith, being out 8 to 10 weeks with a really bad high ankle sprain they needed to do something and they're leading that division and they are um they're looking at a, uh, a playoff run. I'm not exactly sure why Detroit decided to bail on Hawkinson. D- doesn't he have one year left or was this next year his, his next is year his 5th year, uh, uh, year
0: option? Next year's his 5th year option. So it's 9 9 mil guaranteed. Um and uh I mean I don't think it can be discounted what they're seeing from this young, I these mean, young tight ends that they have. It's
1: possible, but you know the the draft capital you get back, you're not going to replace like in kind. Meaning, you got a set. What they got a second, or second did they this get this year and a third next year? Okay, you get a second this year. You're not getting a talent like Hawkinson in the second round that's going to impact your team. Um
0: look the 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 comps for this uh this kid out of Virginia Tech whose name is escaping me. Um the comps for him uh, especially in the draft process was George Kittle because he was a guy that struggled with injuries in college but tested really well and has this run after catch ability so I I think they're looking at it going hey we don't need to pay 9 million for a tight end. We need to spend that on defense because our defense is uh, probably the worst in the league this year.
1: Is it and... James
0: Mitchell, Tyler? Uh yes, yes,
1: yeah. The other one begins with an S, and he's had yeah. It's like it's like Brock Wright or something like that. Yeah, Brock sl- sl- slumping, Sloan something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I get what you're saying, Tyler. Yes, it, it it probably was a combination of hey, we we like this young kid. He's cheap. Hawk's going to cost us upwards of ten to twelve million next year. Nine. No, no, nine next year. But I mean, if meaning if we want to uh, extend it, it's going to be yeah. Meaning we're he's going to want a new contract done. And when you get on that fifth year, and if they, you know, they have to decide if they're going to pick up the option, and then usually on that last one, you know, a good player wants to get that contract in hand, not play out a one year string. So that's probably what they're avoiding. I, I mean, for for me, this is Minnesota just takes this. And just runs and says, like, thank you very much. I I would gladly give up a second and a next year third for Hawkinson if I'm the Vikings after losing Irv Smith, who was that guy that had – they saw something, who had athleticism and upside and just could never stay healthy. Um, So, yeah, more power to him. Go Vikings. That'll be the last time I say that. That was for you, Sam. If you ever listen to this podcast. I, uh, I will be interested in seeing what the Lions do going forward um like you said or like i've said before <laughs> i'm a you know honorary vikings fan going forward i no you mean lions fan that's what i said you said vikings eh, who cares what i said it's what i mean <laughs> <laughs> All all right. Right. See, I, mean, I am. I mean, because you have got the interesting, inter- interesting backfield with DeAndre Swift. We don't know what's going on with him. Oh my going god! Forward, what the hell? Uh, right? But you have you have your your star piece at uh, wide receiver, Amon Ross Saint Brown, who is looking really really good going forward. So, all right, guys. Any other news notes you want to hit on? We can move on into my quick over under. Let's do it. So, quick one here. Uh, following my very disappointing and frustrating loss to Monty last week, he remains undefeated. I thought about naming this something wild, like, you know, look at look at Brandon Montgomery. He's, you know, like a pirate because he's sitting on a treasure planet or something stupid like that. Um, but instead, we're just going to go into right here. Does Monty's team, who's currently sitting at 8-0, we have six more regular season weeks in our fantasy season before we get to the playoffs. Does Monty get over under four more wins? So go at least four and two the rest of the way, and is 12 and two? Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a high bar, um, but things that are going – are what that are – Positive for him. The Chiefs are past their by. So you have Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey the rest of the way. Exactly. Um, McLaurin paired up with uh the new quarterback, uh, Heineke, is yeah. much better for him. Um Chubb and Amari Cooper are on bye this week, so they'll be past it after that. So I mean the uh the only but the downside is the Cooper Cup injury, um, and but he is also past his bye. Right. So if Cooper Cup is healthy there There's really only this week where any stars on his team are gonna be out.
2: Right. So i will
0: kick it over to Rob for I mean um, he had like, to weather
1: last week, right? When he had people out, when he had the Kansas City duo out. And he did. Blake gave him a run, and then Blake sputtered at the end. And Monty, you know, had a Monday night that Blake will never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week is one that's gonna be a little dicey for and two if he gets past this one. I don't see why he can't. I mean, he hasn't w- lost any so far. Um, to say he'd lose two in the next four would mean only going 67%. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. He can go 12-2. and two.
0: Yeah, I mean, for somebody who's won 8 straight, I-, I don't think you can predict him to go un- you know 500 or worse the rest of the way. Um, no, here's the thing. He's
1: escaped a major injury. He is, you know, where I- other teams have had a catastrophic injury to a top, you know, three or four player. He has not had that, and I'm not wishing that because I don't wish injuries on anybody. If, if he gets past injury-free, he will be at least 12-2. and two. If he takes a hit to one of his major players, let's say, God forbid, Kelsey goes down. Okay, then things change. You know, that, that so, takes away a big piece. So you're so, both saying that he will win more than four games over the next six. Four or more, yes. Four or more. Okay, if I move that to five.
0: Okay, so you're setting the line at four and a half? Yeah it oh it so that's a that's a really hard line because i, well, I that don't just means he, losing one game right i so i don't think he goes undefeated and so it's just does he drop another one the rest of the way let me look at his schedule here the rest of the well, way I mean,
1: he could but here's the thing i so i remember the year that i was undefeated for a long time and i think i lost one game and it was toward the end and i was glad to lose that game much like in real football I didn't I want think, to go undefeated I, into the playoffs. I think you lost early on, if I remember correctly. I might have.
0: No, I might have. Because it was it was a storyline where he was undefeated for the longest yeah, time.
1: I think I went eight or nine and oh, and then I lost the game, and then I won the rest of the way out. Something like that. I'd, I'd have to look back.
0: I I, th- I think the exact number is two the rest of the way. He has he has Terry this week at three and five, hedgehogs at four and four, fantasy reapers at three and five, fly eagles fly, an easy win at two and six. Iowa Corn Readers at four and four, and here's Tubby at five and three the rest of the way. So I, I I think there are two losses in there. All right, there we go. So I mean we I got I got to get
1: a final line here. So my my line was does Monty get four more wins over under four? We're going to call it four and a half wins. Under. Yeah, under four and a half. I'll go under four and a half. Oh, by the way, I was twelve and one.
0: In, so, so you're both. You're both under, so I did have both, one loss.
1: You're both under four and a half, but you're both over four.
0: No, we're both oh, no. pushing four.
1: I, I say four. I say four. I I, we both think it's going uh, to be four. So disappointing. I'm sorry. All
0: right, very well. Let's go into the <laughs> transactions. Yeah, all right, you guys suck. Oh boy, I was not ready for this bumper. Here we go.
2: This shit's unbelievable. I checked the accounts receivable. It's inconceivable to think that you would fuck with me on the break of my transaction.
1: Alrighty, so we had a couple of trades happen last Thursday. Um both trades happened within the hour. I'm going to talk about what makes sense canonically here for these trades. So first off, or first we're going to talk about here is between testicle T and the backdoor hot snakes, backdoor hot snakes, trade Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, Dalvin cook and Brandon cooks to testicle T in return for Josh Allen Mike Williams, and James Robinson.
0: That is such a big... uh, so many names. Um, I mean, obviously what doesn't help here uh, is that Mike Williams is hurt. Um, James Robinson, we don't know what that backfield is going to look like. Um, But Josh Allen is Josh Allen. Uh, Danny Dimes is whatever. Brandon Cooks has been missing more than he's been hitting, but you know, who knows if that keeps going, Dalvin cook is Dalvin cook and Brady has been bad. So for me, this comes down to who would you rather have Josh Allen or Dalvin cook? And and I think that's at this point in the season, that's roster dependent. Um, So I certainly can't blame either team for making this trade. If they thought that acquiring that one player makes it better.
1: Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's one of those that you know Blake's team was searching for consistency at quarterback and he and he was willing to dump a bunch of players uh T needed some running backs and Cook you know to his credit got him over 100 yards and I think a touchdown his first week so you know he got people he can play now and and Blake got people that he's probably not going to play at least for several weeks Uh, because like Mike Williams is out for four and I, I don't believe Robinson is going to be a whole lot of anything with the Jets, but it, we'll see. Um yeah. Pretty decent. Yeah. And yeah, uh, like like you guys said, Josh Allen is a huge help for me at quarterback. He's through his bye. I don't have to worry about that going forward. Right. Um James Robinson, I before uh the Naheem Hines trade in Buffalo, I was like Derrick Henry and Devin Singletary uh, plugging in Tyler Algier. Yeah. I should be fine at running back. And not, and I'll be able to sit here and see what happens with James Robinson and how they're going to use him You know, after his first week there. Uh, that might be an L that I'll take. But uh, I also had Josh Palmer on my team. So the Mike Williams injury doesn't incredibly hurt me. I can have him in my IR and have Josh Palmer camp out in my receiver while Mike Williams comes back. So ultimately, I think it helped me a lot, especially at quarterback. So the second trade, this trade technically happened before the first one did, but it makes more sense with this one happening, knowing that the big quarterback trade occurred. So yes. T traded Melvin Gordon and T Higgins to fly Eagles fly for Allen Robinson and DeAndre Swift. So I'll, yeah, Tyler, I I'll mean, let you take the floor here first.
0: Yeah. So Allen Robinson is a, a lottery ticket that's probably not going to pay you anything, but it could right.
1: Yeah, but Tyler, it's uh, worth $1.2 billion.
0: It could be. Um <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. I, I think uh Allen Robinson is one of those pull tab scratchers where it's yeah. like 25 cents to buy and the most you can win is five bucks. Um and Melvin Gordon, <clears throat> who cares? Um T. Higgins for DeAndre Swift. Now that gets interesting, right? Uh, you know, with the injury news to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins obviously becomes the one in that offense. It depends on what you believe about that offense and how it's going to function. We obviously saw it didn't uh, at all on Monday. (laughs) Um, And DeAndre Swift coming off the injury, it depends what you think about what's going to happen with his injury. We saw that he didn't. Uh, So, I mean, as it stands right now, I have less concerns about T. Higgins going forward. So I would probably give this to Rob, but that's just because DeAndre Swift, I I don't like what's, being said about DeAndre Swift right now.
1: Yeah, uh, the the whole DeAndre Swift situation is very iffy. Uh and the the Lions love Jamal Williams just in general love him as a personality on the team, love him in the locker room, love they really like him a lot so uh, DeAndre Swift did get a bunch of targets and a, re- and a receiving touchdown last week, but only, what was it, five carries for 10 yards or something like that on the ground? And I think the coaching staff came out and said that he had too many carries. Uh, yeah, he, he was game. active yeah. in the
0: pass game, which so I, I, that's encouraging.
1: I think that's what he's going to be, is there, for whatever reason, he's going to be there passing back now. Um, and he can break one at any time, but he's just hard to bank on. Um obviously this was done before the Jamar Chase injury announcement and also before the trade for uh, Chase Edmonds. So I have a muddy backfield with me, uh, Melvin Gordon but th- like you guys said the T Higgins is looking up so eh, you know it's fine. I I just wanted to get out of the murkiness of the Swift and and Jamal Williams taking all my touchdowns all the time. So <laughs> I think it looks like I did that at least. All right, another trade we had in league was uh Saturday evening between myself and Rob. Uh back to our Hot Snakes, I traded Gabe Davis straight up for Cortland Sutton.
0: Yeah, this one to me um again comes down to what you believe. Denver's passing um Denver's passing uh, their rest of season strength of schedule is one of the best. Do you think that offense is going to take off? Who knows? Because it's not good right now. Nathaniel Hackett might be fired by the end of the year.
1: Highly possible. Um,
0: Gabe Davis obviously uh, has done it. uh, And he is going to be one of those boom and bust guys. That's going to be frustrating to play yet, but you have to play him every single week. Um, And Corlin Sutton, you can kind of wait on and see. And then once it starts to happen, you can start to play him. So, you know, again, it's it's your preference. Uh, personally, I would rather have Gabe Davis, um, but you know, I I could see it either way. So I'll go why
1: I did this. Um, and you you you, you hit it exactly. I'm a team that's was two and five going in, now two and six. You said uh, Gabe Davis is boomer bust, right? I need some booms. I need him to hit a week that puts me over the top. I need that guy that can. Give me 40 points so that I can actually win one of these games so I don't finish in freaking last again. Uh, Cortland Sutton is not that. Cortland Sutton's going to give me 15 to 20, be very consistent. I don't need consistent, I need boom. So that's why I did it. Yeah. And basically the entire opposite. You know, Cortland Sutton, right. uh, he's not been good recently. I think his, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but I think his scores the last three weeks has been like two, six, and two, or some bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah. But the first four weeks of the season were really good. I mean, he was scoring double digits pretty consistently. I think coming out of the bye, the team gets it together and at least gives me a you know ten plus uh, score out of Cortland Sutton, which is what I need because I have more of a bust or a boom guide like Mike Evans on my team, and I don't need especially stacking a uh, boomer bust kind of player like Gabe Davis with my new quarterback Josh Allen. I was ready to get somebody who could give me more of a floor. So
0: see, forgetting that you had Josh Allen, um, I would rather, I want the stack if I'm you because you're doubling up on points. And with Gabe Davis and Josh Allen, you're probably doubling up on long touchdowns. So, you know, and Josh Allen, I feel like mitigates that floor. And then those boom games are going to like that. Those two players alone, when Gabe Davis booms, will probably win you the week.
1: I just so i i don't th- i don't uh, think I can sit there and use a roster spot on a potential goose every single week, Tyler, regardless of whether or not I'm stacking the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think that that was now a mistake. Now that I remember that. Now <laughs> and, that I remember, and,
1: that. and and that that comes down to our fantasy philosophies, Tyler, and I am totally hundred percent against you on that one.
0: Well, it's nice to know that you know you're wrong.
1: Well, I've never missed the playoffs, so boom
0: yeah because you play in the weakest division of all of all humankind
1: tyler um, the division's a, argument the division's argument
0: philip you were just years, telling me ago. before this podcast started i never score any points but i always have a good record i'm oh i'm so, living such a privileged Dude, life i wouldn't Get say back. anything
1: tyler our division record wise is terrible compared to the yeah. other one
0: <laughs> we're we the one that has the undefeated one good, man
1: in yeah it. we have one good player and the rest of us all suck
0: well that's because just, every single one of us like, just like just no, like from just Monty. like
1: just like last yeah, year pal, your whole division was garbaggio last year man i'm dragging us down all right
0: yeah, as, as soon as as soon as you leave like the bottom 3 teams in points or bottom 4 teams in points then then come talk to me about how uh how you know you're so much better at fantasy I never, I never said that, though. I said that's our fantasy philosophies being different. I don't
1: know how that can be an incorrect statement. Because uh, you're wrong. Okay. Shut your mouth. Let's go into the waiver claims here. From the bottom up, let's see. We've got the Shaka's adding uh, Dawson Knox, dropping Irv Smith. Um, Got the Seahawks defense being added to the Fighting Hedgehogs. Deion Jackson added to Testicle T for a second time. Uh, T spending $2 on him here. No other bids. Terrace Marshall. So
0: why was, why did Testicle T pick up Malik Davis?
1: uh, Because Tony Pollard was starting and uh, Malik Davis was the second back last week. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only reason why I can think about it. And that's it. That's it. That's it. it.
0: Also, Um, why did Shaka's have Noah Brown?
1: They've had no oh, forever. I guess
0: he was he was good with Cooper or Cooper uh, Rush, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. So Tyler, I want
1: you to tell me about Terrace Marshall. This ad for two dollars to Hawaiian shakas. What are we looking at here? Terrace Marshall, nine targets, I think, last week.
0: Yeah, I mean Terrace Marshall was a guy who played with Jamar Chase, um, and Clyde Edwards Valera and Joe Burrow on that LSU national championship team. Um, you know, obviously. All three of those guys have been at least, you know, have had started gigs in the NFL in CEH's role and have been successful in the role of Burrow and Chase. And Terrace Marshall is just buried. Um, I think that that was a facet of the uh coaching staff in Carolina. Um, and especially with Robbie Anderson being out of the way, he just assumed that Robbie Anderson role, which is nice, you know let's continue to see it uh i'm not gonna buy in on one week of having nine targets but hey if if this continues then this is certainly a steal
2: yeah
1: i think it will because the interim coach has it's very rare that an interim coach sticks with that team right usually they move on to something else so he is pulling out all the stops he's playing The guy that gives him the best chance to win at, at quarterback, which is PJ Walker. I think he gives Terrence Marshall a chance to to show what he can do. And I I he's got nothing to lose, the interim coach for Carolina. You know, that that, that team's a mess. So it's it's a good pickup. I thought about putting money on him. All righty. Uh Naheem Hines gets added by for four dollars to Tessico T, dropping KJ Hamler. Yeah, I guess he wants to be involved in that messy. Buffalo backfield, evidently. Get out while you still can, Nick. Oh, you're already here. You're stuck with the rest of us. (laughs) Eat it. Uh, Fantasy Reapers add Justin Fields dropping Andy Dalton's paying six bucks for Justin.
0: Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields in the last two weeks has had, I believe, eight and nine uh, uh rush or for uh, last three weeks 12 for 88 on the ground, 14 for 82 and one, and eight for 60 and one on the ground. All three weeks being over 20 points, uh, and last week being over 30. So, I think the change in philosophy there, um, is encouraging. Uh, and they have a you know what should be a shootout with Miami. Um, so we could see another you know 55 to 24 score like we did with Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Caleb Huntley added to Eagles Fly for $6.
0: Yeah, see,
1: the reason I did this, A, I don't think that uh, Patterson comes back. And he had 91 yards last week. And also, I have a lot of people on by, and I had a trade that was going on that would have taken a guy out of my starting lineup that I was going to trade. So I was trying to get a guy that I could throw in. um, So I wanted to make sure it happened, and then that trade fell through because the person's a loser. Uh, come on now! <laughs> I didn't say who it was. It's obviously one of us. you toolbox. <laughs> I know.
0: Uh, I could have been right. talking
1: about Nate because he's a loser. And the fantasy. Well, you were looking around <laughs> at me. I didn't look at you. I just the fantasy at reapers at Isaiah likely for twelve dollars. So yeah, Tyler, this is likely <laughs> the most spent on um a free agent this week. Don't you think that's likely? Yeah. So I had I had eleven or I think I had thirteen dollars. And then I, uh this is all yesterday, thirteen dollars. And then I moved it to eleven. It's like no, let's put seven. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. If if uh Tubby doesn't get him, I because Tubby has Mark Andrews, I will probably get him if I just put three bucks in. And then I saw Tyler got him for twelve. So I was like, ah, eh, fuck it. Who cares? He's so just what, stuck with 13. what happened on my it, end?
0: What happened on my end was I had uh so I have tons of Fab left. Um, so I had 21 on him because I'm like, okay, that I I have a chance to beat out the, uh, Andrew's manager. Um, and then, you know, listening to sources and, you know, kind of doing some research, it seemed like the, um, going rate was going to be about six. Um, and so I wanted to be, you know, five above that. And then I wanted to beat out anybody who had 11, um, because I've been streaming tight ends all year. So. Uh, I, I looked through everybody's tight ends and I felt like really there were only, it was only me and the Andrews manager that was going to go after him. And I'm like, well, I want to beat the Andrews manager if they go 11. Yeah, Uh, Blake,
1: but you were, you, you likely had 13 on it. So why did you, why did you back off of that? Because my current tight ends are Robert Tunyon and Dalton Schultz, which I'm more or less okay with, especially after Schultz comes back from Dubai. I think he'll be fine for the rest of the year. And it it would basically be Am I spending $13 to start a tight end this week? And I don't think it's worth that much. You could have dropped Tunyon like a hot brick. All right. All right. That's all we have for transactions. Let's go into our matchups here. And I will say, Let's try to make these quick this week, guys.
2: Okay, it's likely not to happen. Go <laughs> Bulldogs!
1: Yale Bulldogs! Oh, wow! Not so fast. All righty, week nine, we have six teams on bye. we got the Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and San Francisco 49ers all on bye this week. Uh, I remember before we would say there was like one week where it'd, it'd be like the bye apocalypse. Now it's like every other week in today's NFL is, A, you're all getting fucked. So good luck as fantasy owners. Um going into our first matchup here it's the 4 and 4 Fighting Hedgehogs hosting the 1 and 7 Testicle T. Gosh damn are they looking for their second win. Hedgehogs are going to have Joe Burrow home against Carolina versus Tom Brady home against the Rams at quarterbacks for these teams.
0: Yeah, this is the battle of gross quarterbacks right now. Um Joe Burrow without uh, chase this year has not been good, but he has at has at least provided a little bit of a baseline. Uh and Brady just hasn't been good at all. Um some some are alleging that potentially Giselle is a witch and has put a hex on Tom <laughs> Brady. I wouldn't that is, I wouldn't say that. That is my but, current favorite theory and I do oh enjoy that one a lot. God. But yeah, so uh I'm gonna go with Burrow.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Burrow too. Just the the even the Rams are struggling. They still are a better defense. Um, they can get. I, I have a feeling that um, so that offensive line of uh, Tampa's is not good, especially up the middle. I have a feeling that 99 is going to wreck havoc against Brady, and it's not going to matter who he's got out there. The, I, I I really like the Rams in this game. To be fair, um, and they're it, here's the problem with Tampa: their defense is not good. And, they're, and the offense is putting pressure on the defense by going three and out all the time. Give me Burrow here. All right, running backs here. Hedgehogs with Joe Mixon, home against Carolina as well, and Chuba Hubbard at Cincinnati versus the T with Jamal Williams, home against Green Bay, and Delvin Cook at Washington. All right, for me, this is a super easy because I've seen reports. It's, it's very unlikely that uh, Chuba Hubbard actually plays this week, he might, but if he does, he's going to be more of a third-down roll because Foreman has just – I mean, he's gone over 100 yards two, two weeks in a row. So, give me a Williams, the touchdown stealer, regardless of what Swift does, and Dalvin Cook after his first 100-yard game.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, Rob, going back to that Rams-Bucks game, uh, yep. Rams currently the underdog for betting. So, if you want to bet that, you can get that at plus I mean,
1: I, I – I, oh God, I do think the Rams take this game – you should, I you mean, should hen, hence why you will see on my thing that I don't have the Tampa defense anymore. I goodbye. You had two good we, weeks, week one and two. Uh, you Rob, are you going to dunk on it? Oh yeah! No, I'm not going to dunk on it. You're not going to lock it. I ain't going to lock it. No, but God, I never, I never thought. Dable would look so good. Come on. Make it your big city call. Just do it. Yeah. Come on, Rob. We haven't had any big city call. My big city call. Rams upset Tampa Bay in Tampa. All right. Place your bets now, people. That's my big city call. That's my big city call. Uh, By the way, I'm wrong all the time this year in bags, so it's probably a Tampa (laughs) runaway. 45 to 10, Tampa. All righty. Receivers here. Hogs with A.J. Brown. Huge week last week. Oh, God. They are at Houston, and then Chris Olave home against Baltimore versus the T with Amon Ross St. Brown home against Green Bay and Allen Robinson at Tampa Bay.
0: That's paddling.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's Brown and Olave, sorry. Uh, somebody get the SpaghettiOs because they are saying, uh-oh. Tight ends. Fighting hedgehogs. No, we Paris. can't just,
2: no, no, we just can't go <laughs> no, by that hang one. Hang
1: on. That first was, of
0: all, first of all, that was first really of all, good. <laughs> first of all, SpaghettiOs only have O's in them. So I yeah, don't know how the you whole, get the, the uh O oh.
1: it goes, the commercial is, uh, oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> That's the commercial.
0: Gotcha. I, I was like, "Well, that makes more sense with Alphabet Soup, I guess." No, no, no. Have you have uh, you uh, never sp-
1: heard me say "Uh oh, SpaghettiOs"? Uh-oh, Tyler? SpaghettiOs.
0: It just didn't click for me.
1: <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I had to stop it. That was perfect. Oh, <laughs> SpaghettiOs! Somebody get the SpaghettiOs because they're saying "Uh oh." All right. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Oh, that'll be in the Zy guys forever. Oh yeah. And the and the lexicon. All right. Tight ends. Hedgehogs have Dallas Goddard at Houston. Double stacking receivers there in that with that Philly offense. Mm-hmm. Testicle T with Tyler Higby at Tampa Bay alongside Allen Robinson. I know which of these wide receiver stacks I like better. You mean tight end stacks? No, receiving player stats. Oh, I thought you said wide receiver. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I said receiver stacks. Okay. Uh, no matter what, I'm correct. Either I mean, tight I'm ends said. do receive the ball. Yeah. Right. Straight. Uh, give me Goddard. Let's just get out of here. Yep. All right. Flexes. Hogs have Chris God or yeah Chris Godwin home against the Rams and Devin Duvernay at New Orleans versus Teskel T with Cordero Patterson. Like we said, may not play and then Dion Jackson at New England. Oh no, Nick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Patterson's going to play. I don't uh, They they just designated him to return. I I think he's going to take at least one week, if not two. Um. So this is easy godwin and duvernay and especially because bateman's gonna be out
1: i mean you added it right there i was gonna say it if you didn't um e- even if patterson played this is godwin duvernay because bateman's out so yeah 100 all right our defenses seahawks sat in arizona and the jags like home against the raiders i think the raiders offense is so abysmal i mean what ha- they got shut out last week right <laughs> yeah they sure did I mean, Jags have been been playing good defense, but the Seahawks. If you look at full season, their defense doesn't look good. But if you look last three weeks, their defense has been playing great. Um, but Call of Duty's already out. Uh, Arizona's at home, um, so give me the Jags.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this is Jags pretty easily. Although the the Jags defense has been going the wrong way, but yeah. so is Vegas' offense. So.
1: Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. All Um, Rob. Yeah, you and me, let's go through the Fighting Hedgehogs bench here. All right. Um, first off, uh, Cam Akers is not going to make it into this lineup, but I do want to ask you is Cam Makers sure. a droppable player uh, from a redraft fantasy team? So here's the thing No, I would hang on to him. And the reason being is they're in negotiations right now, the team and uh, Cam, uh, Cam Akers' agent on bringing him back. They had told him to stay home because they wanted to trade him and they didn't want any part of it. Now they've realized, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, we made an error, and you're kind of our best option, and we need you back. So I guess I would, if, if I'm an acres owner, I hang on a week or two and see what happens. Yeah. If, I, if, if the um, the, the kid that you mentioned earlier, Tyler, Tyler who's on uh, IR, comes back. Tyron Williams. If he comes back and has a game while they're still talking, and like runs for a gazillion, then isn't would, he isn't would be Kyrie, gone. isn't Kyrie Williams designated to, or ready to come back? He's designated to return. He hasn't been okay activated. Um, otherwise, let's let's see here, Rob. Right. I mean, uh, Joe Burrow has been going so crazy. I don't think I. I mean, I'd be looking at. Kyler Murray versus Joe Burrow, just matchup wise, um, like on mean. your in in like you know the the fantasy analysts that yes. you follow, look at look and see who they favor. I mean, this is a, a toss up. I'd say I would hundred percent look at it, especially when you saw what Burrow did last week. You've been riding him, but you've been riding him with the Jamar Chase uh, tailgate. Um, I would I would one hundred percent look at at the difference here, and I I would not shake a stick at putting Kyler Murray in here all right let me let me do a real quick double check here all right let me hit oh, while, you with, while you're doing that Blake no nope, uh, I got it I got it it was a real okay. quick one I told you okay yeah uh Devin Duvernay against a decent Saints on the road against yeah. a decent Saints defense with Lamar Jackson who's been struggling with that Rashad Bateman or Matt Collins also on the road but who's gotten a lot of attention in that struggling Raiders offense Duvernay 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so- the, the 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 um Jacksonville is middle of the road against uh receivers and actually so are the Saints. Um that that's one place the Saints give it up especially uh especially if um what's his face isn't going to shadow which and, I don't think he will against and, Duvernay. And du-
1: and Duvernay is going to also does returns too. So you have right. that ad- edition so yeah, yeah. i mean let me, let me hit you with this so last three weeks duvernay uh one of one of five for 14 two of three for 43 and then last week four four for 31 so that's and a touch that yeah that's two six and 16 and that was a rushing touchdown for duvernay last week matt collins huh. who just played against the saints last week last three weeks had a buy 12 points 13 points that's two of three for forty-four to touch seven of eight eight targets on the New Orleans defense last week for sixty-four. Yeah. yeah,
0: the the difference is is I don't foresee a world where um Hollins goes nutty, um especially because Waller might be back. Renfro Renfro is back this week or was back last right. week. He was right. back last Renfro week. Was, he, does, he only been, had like
1: yeah. he only had like two targets last week.
0: Yeah, I, I think Mac Hollins is. Majority or mainly impacted by uh Waller, and so with Waller potentially coming back, I I think that hurts Hollins.
1: Yeah, there are Dubenis thirty three on the year, and Hollins is thirty eight receivers in our league. I mean, so I I that's, get the that's question. why I bring it up. Yeah, heck yeah, I get the question because I can imagine how Hogs may be sitting there thinking, you know, hey, they're close. So, all right, uh, Tyler, let's talk about the T's bench. This team is not looking very smooth going into this week. Um, Adam Thielen? I don't know. I, I I don't know, looking at this bench, Tyler, where what you might try to thread in.
0: Yeah, I, I think Thielen has to be in your lineup. Washington is uh, number three, uh, the third best matchup for opposing wide receivers. So I I think Thielen has to be in there. You know, Eno Benjamin, I think, has to be in there if James Conner misses again. Um, And other than that, I mean, you can always play Swift and see, you know, because, yeah, I mean, if he all of a sudden gets the work, he's back to being Swift. So, um, and I was going to look here. Yeah, Philly is terrible for opposing receivers, so I wouldn't trust him. And Naheem Hines is on a different team. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Thielen and potentially Eno are the only two.
1: All right. I, I mean I agree with you. Um I mean Brandon Cooks, he's questionable with the wrist injury. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they he Brandon Cooks is super upset with the <laughs> yeah, entire Houston ownership. So who knows if that's really an injury tag or more of a hey, we are not gonna play you this week because you're so pissed at us kind of tag. Um uh, let's take this matchup. I'm gonna All start right. with the hogs. All right. Tyler, uh, I'm going to throw you on the block. Block it. You're throw me on the
0: block. Are you trading me from this podcast? Uh, yeah. Can I get um Chris instead? Well, but what podcast <laughs> am I being traded to? That just that just sounds like a cut and a signing. Yeah, yeah. Just a cut I thought, a thought I was being traded. No, uh, trade I trade treated. me to the foot. Trade me to the ballers for uh for for you? Mike for Mike and uh, seven first rounders. No, no we will I trade would-
1: you to the ballers no. for the the Borg-Ogan. The Borgogin,
0: or well, I don't even get Brooks. No, well, no, oh no, <laughs> no the bear, you're the bear, not, you're, you're the bear
1: with... board. Oh, oh the cardboard bear. Jigris. Ah, Jigris. Jigris. Jigris.
2: Jigris. Oh no.
1: Yeah, let's yes. try to it to anybody for just a paper cutout of whatever yes. you got. Yeah, perfect. Oh boy.
0: Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the hogs. Uh, testicle T is bound for another last place season, and is the only thing saving Rob from another year being renamed
1: yippee ki I'm going hogs, and here comes the dice. Uh, how many teams are in the league? Ten. We're rolling a ten-sider. Here we go. All right. It's a two. That That'll be the T. Tea. By the way, we did not go into how we did it. No, I was week. just going to say, Tyler, how did we do last week before we went to the second Oh uh, Yeah, I,
0: I thought you guys were avoiding that on purpose. Uh, oh, Tyler way, went four I, and I one. I lied. I lied. It was a 12-sided dice. I'm a dummy. Oh, way to go. Uh, Tyler went four and one. Oh. Uh, the dice went three and two. Uh, Blake went two and three and, uh, Rob went three and two.
1: Oh, why did you skip me and make it sound like I went one and
0: four? Uh, because I wanted to see the look on your face and it was perfect.
1: (laughs) I was like, there's no way I went one and four. All right. All right.
0: Second matchup. We've got the Iowa
1: corn wieners also sitting at four and four. They're hosting the three and five fantasy Reapers. This is going to be a good one, uh, but judging by our, uh, picks obviously the uh hedgehogs were favored to win the wieners are favored to win here 132 yep. to 125 all right quarterbacks in this matchup kirk cousins at washington for the wieners versus the reapers with the newly picked up and signed starting in first week justin fucking fields for the chicago da bears home against miami i mean fields
0: of dreams babies
1: i mean here's the thing you would like to you would say cousins just because of the weapons that he's got but when you look at what he's done so far this year the dude has broken 30 points one time and that was this last week yeah but so is fields and that was this last week and i was just going to say <laughs> fields has once and this is the last week fields has the rushing yards going for him and it seems like that's going up god <sighs> This is an annoyingly close quarterback. It is annoyingly for, close for the names that they are. God, I really want to push this. You know, because of the rushing yards, and because Fields could get a rushing touchdown. I watch what happens. Watch, Kirk Cousins runs in a five yarder or some stupid thing. I'm gonna give the edge to Fields here.
0: So, so let me slightly. let me see if I can let me see. If Why are I can you help talking
1: you? on your matchup again? No, no I'm, I'm to... trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Now go to go to go so, to bed, Tyler. Listen, you're listen. going to bed. Go to bed,
0: Tyler. To you are bed. actively the one that is extending these <laughs> when you wanted these to be short. So <laughs> shut up. No, uh, you are now. Miami. Bye. Yeah. The yeah. Miami, uh, who fields is playing is number seven, the seventh best matchup for quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I know. They're terrible.
0: Yes. Kirk Cousins facing Washington. Has the sixth best matchup right. for quarterbacks. Yeah, they're very even. Yeah, so that was no help at all. Fuck you. No, thank you
1: for that. You Thanks. just wasted three minutes for nothing. Get body. Oh, and and what I, what I was going to say, Rob, is I mean the 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 Packers. Granted, they're having their own offensive struggles. They played the Commanders last week. Yeah, and didn't do very good. Granted, I think. Uh, obvious obviously the Vikings have more weapons than the Packers do currently. Correct. So I think it's it's very close to a push, but like you said, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the rushing upside because it fields very well could run for 80 plus yards against Miami. So here's the thing if the lot if, if a defender gets through against uh Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is going down. He'll either just collapse in a heap and take the sack or he'll try to hang in there and fumble it if the pocket breaks down Justin fields will run and run for 10 or 15 yards we saw that against dallas which is why they scored 20 whatever points it was even though dallas scored 40 whatever every time they held them to on third and whatever he would run off to the edge vikings play the same style of defense and i i why am I saying the Vikings? Excuse me, Miami plays the same style of defense, and I see that they'll run out, and he'll run out. Um, I just, yeah, fields. Yes, let's move on. We've taken too long here. All righty, uh, running backs here Aaron Jones at Detroit and Ramon J. Stevenson home against Indianapolis for the Wieners versus Jonathan Taylor at New England and Ken Walker at Arizona for the Reavers. So, I will tell you this I really like Walker against Arizona a lot. I like Walker against anybody, he's been great. I like Stevenson also against the Colts, and I really like Aaron Jones recently. They have uh, here, here, here's the thing: where I mean, Detroit's not good a, a rushing defense, but they have kind of decided they're going to play Aaron Jones a lot. He had hundred and some yards rushing last week, twenty carries for one hundred and forty three last yeah. week, but also four target or five targets for four catches and fourteen on uh, in the air last week. Yeah, the 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 linchpin here is Jonathan Taylor. Does he actually play? It, it's not looking great, right, at this point. He missed practice today, but it is only Wednesday. So, we'll know more. But as it stands right now with the mystery surrounding Taylor and the fact that, you know, playing last week and he got, you know, ding that ankle up, he only got, he, he didn't have a great game, right? How many points did he score last week? 12? with Taylor? That, yeah. Uh, six. Six. Okay, six. So, yeah, as it stands, give me Jones and Stevenson. Yep, I think it's uh, easily Jones and Stevenson. They're both getting the receiving work. They're both getting tons of work on the ground. And, I mean, Aaron Jones It's against Detroit, who doesn't – basically their defense is a paper bag. So Also true. Uh, receivers. Justin Jefferson at Washington and Jacoby Myers, home against the Colts for Wieners versus Jalen Waddell at Chicago and DeAndre Hopkins, home against Seattle for the Reapers. Uh- all right, the shyness come off of Jacoby Myers a little bit. He was an early season darling. It's like, oh God, you could get this guy for nothing, and he's giving you great points. Jefferson is Jefferson, but Waddle and Hopkins together beat these other two. Hopkins has done nothing but get hundred yards in both games he's been back. Um, almost one hundred and fifty, or this last week, one hundred and fifty-nine in a touchdown. Okay, at okay Minnesota. almost one hundred and sixty. Excuse me. So yeah, and you know, with Miami. I mean, both Waddle and Hill are doing well. So, give me Waddle and Hopkins, uh, just because to me Myers is the weak link here.
2: Uh,
1: I I think I don't think Waddle goes for as much as I don't think he doesn't he doesn't go for as much as he did last week. I think Chicago's pass defense is a little bit better than who the Detroit's. That's right. I mean, so that's one hundred percent true. You are not going to get thirty five points or whatever out of Waddle again. Hopkins mate is most likely going to get two or around a hundred yeah. again. Uh, whether or not he gets touched touchdown is questionable, but the Jacoby Myers is playing against Indianapolis, which isn't that great of a defense uh, paired with Justin Jefferson against Washington, who's easily exploitable. I think this is as close to a push as you are going to get just based off these matchups with these l- receivers listed. Well, here, here's it's, the only thing and, I'd and say. And it's not, it's not Jacoby Myers who's the issue here. It's their quarterback play. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say Jacoby Myers is more of an outside guy, right? Wouldn't you say he doesn't, ah. He doesn't run the middle does he he does does he yeah he runs all over the field it just is zappy or uh it, it won't be Mac Zappy Jones you know, Jones going to, Mac uh, Jones is healthy it or, or either of them going to be able to throw it to him which is a question I mean any play receivers are in it they're gonna let things over the middle happen so I don't know I'm gonna stick with what I got let's go to tight ends tight ends Mike Gasecki is at Chicago for the Wieners versus Kyle Pitts, home against the Chargers. Pitts coming off of a fantastic I mean, game. I mean, Eight, five of nine for 80 and a touchdown last week, 19 points, probably the most points he scored ever. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Pitts because Gasecki is a hit or miss kind of guy. When you've got those two receivers that we talked about, Hill and Waddle, there, there's there's not that much there for Gusecki. you know. There's like some scraps, right? Some little cleanup. He has to score a touchdown to make himself relevant. Yes, he does. Yes. And uh, and- but also so does Pitts. Well, no, he got 80 yards. For the first time ever. Yeah. I'm just saying, things are looking up. Give me give me Pitts here. Ugh. I want to take a second just to be against you on this one. Then play. then do it. Uh flex. We've got Tyler Lockett at Arizona and Curtis Samuel home against Minnesota for the Wieners versus Khalil Herbert home against Miami and Gerald Everett at Atlanta. Tyler starting two tight ends. Yeah, this is easy here. It's it's Herbert and Everett. And the the reason is Herbert has been getting – it's a 50-50 share there with him and Montgomery, and Herbert has been very good. And we've already talked about Miami's defense has not been good, which is why they traded for Chubb. I don't know how much he's going to play in this first week it against Arizona is fine. Um, Samuel is that gadget guy that's going to get you 10 to 12 points, maybe 14 on a good day. You're not going to get 20 or 30 out of him. But Gerald Everett, because it seems – I don't know if you heard that Mike Williams is out. And I also don't know if you heard that it very may well be that um, – oh, God, what's his name? Who's been hurt with the hamstring? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen may not play again because he said he hurt his ha- he hurt his hamstring during the bye week and shouldn't have played the week that he played and might sit out this week. So this might be a Palmer and Everett game if I ever heard of one. See, I don't think that matters. I think starting a tight end and a backup running back compared to two starting receivers – um, Oh, well, Samuel's the number two receiver, to be fair. You're still on the you're still on the field 70% plus yeah, yeah. plays of the game. I'm gonna give this to Tyler Lockett and Curtis Samuel candidly All right. And I would be I would bet you a dollar that Samuel and Lockett outscore Her- Herbert and Everett. Done. Let's do it.
0: Done. God Tyler,
1: I hope you're still here because if yep. you if you've lagged out, I'd be so angry.
0: Yeah, what? so one One note on that that I yeah. want to add there. Arizona, yeah, uh, 27th best matchup. So what? what is that, 5th or 6th worst matchup for opposing yeah, yeah. wide receivers? Boom.
1: Suck it, Blake. I don't care. I think you're wrong here. All right, defense. Uh, Wieners have the Rams at Tampa Bay, and Reapers have Patriots home against Indy. Um, I like the Patriots against a... Uh, quarterback starting his second game but i also like the rams against tampa bay who's been terrible so uh but i will take the patriots here yeah uh i'll take the patriots too because the tampa bay has been less of giving the ball up and more of can't move the ball and just correct going three it's not and like out, they're turning so. the ball over for touchdowns or anything they're just three and out punt three and out punt yes In, all right so indy, Rob, let's talk about
0: let's talk indy about the is the second best uh Second best matchup for opposing defenses. Uh, Tampa Bay twenty seventh. Okay. Like, of like of you course said. that
1: was of course that was with Matt Ryan under center for most of the year.
0: Correct, but like you said, rookie quarterback coming in. Yeah, we both agreed with you, Tyler. Yeah, I uh, listen. Hey, I stat am, monkey, I am, shut the hell up! Yeah, I am in my stat oh, monkey oh, cage. No, just, no, nobody just flinging nobody flinging fucking, poop into this matchup. Would you nobody, give him a nobody, banana and shut nobody around
1: your dial? So just yeah. quiet. Yeah, quiet. We have to go all through right. the opposing Rob, team's thing. Yeah. The wiener's bench. All right. Already, uh, first yes. of all, it's unfortunate Keenan Allen probably is Prob- Probably weird. not playing, yeah. Sam, you probably should have traded Keenan Allen to me in week two or three when I tried to get him yeah. from you. Yeah, and he should have probably traded um, Nico Collins to me when I tried to trade for him in week four because now he's hurt and dead. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers at Detroit. Yeah, I just – I, I see what he's doing, and, and you've got a healthy quarterback with good talent. You have to play him over the guy that's a Hall of Famer that's hurt and has no talent around him. But you're, but it's. I mean, he might come it's, back. Lazard might come back. It's against Detroit. The paper, the paper, the piece of paper. Yeah, you have to wait and see, but you might do that. You might put both Rogers and Lazard in if both are cleared before the end of the week. Yeah, it's, I think, and that's That's, it. That's the only people you're talking about. Yeah, that's it for this bench. Yeah. All right, Tyler, what about your team? What do you got?
0: Oh, buddy, I got a whole lot of nothing. Let's see. (laughs) Buy, buy, out, buy, buy, recently traded on a new team, Uh, backup running back, backup tight end, suspended, out IR. So, I mean, really, really my only thought here is whether I want to try to force Isaiah likely into my lineup. It's unfortunate that he plays on Monday night, so I won't have the information about Mark Andrews before I need to make a decision. So I doubt that that happens. Unless, you know, we get information about Andrews that he isn't doing well.
1: Yeah, so basically we're looking at your optimal team versus uh, the Wieners with a couple things that they could do. Uh, uh, I'm going to go first here. All right. Did I go first last time? I think I did. Yep. No, you made Tyler go first. No, I went first. Rob, you go first. Oh, fine. No, Dice will go first. Ready, set, dice. Another two. They like the rapers. The rapers, yes. Mm, don't like that. <laughs> You're one letter away, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I sure Blake, am. Blake, Blake, I don't know. Rob, no, you. no, make Tyler go next. No, 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 Rob. Bum 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 bum. I'm going to take the reapers. Wrong. It's the wieners. Go uh, Tyler.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wrong. It's definitely the wieners.
1: <laughs> All right. And Blake, who All are you right. taking? I told you the wiener. Oh, you? I thought you're just okay. So two.
0: It's, it's an even with the skip.
1: dice. Oh God, what have I done? All right. Our next matchup is the five and three backdoor Hosni. coming after coming off of the most disappointing loss of my season. Mm -hmm. um i think i said that three times this podcast uh versus the five and three kegerator as well it's an interdivisional matchup here not super excited about it currently kegerator is favored 166 to my paltry 134 (laughs) Uh, i am getting affected by some buys here so breaking this matchup quarterback snakes with josh allen at the jets Versus Keggerator with Lamar Jackson at the Saints. I mean, just on the fact that Lamar Jackson's missing uh, his receiver. Potentially Mark Andrews. And potentially Mark Andrews. And New Orleans is not a slouch on defense. And the Jets kind of are. Give me Josh Allen here.
0: Yeah, both um, not great matchups for these quarterbacks. So give me the better quarterback here and give me Josh Allen.
1: Running backs, Derrick Henry at Kansas City and Devin Singletary at the Jets as well for the Snakes versus Lamar. Sorry, Austin Eckler at uh, the Atlanta and Alvin Kamara home against Baltimore for keg
0: boy. Eckler and Kamara, both with plus and even plus plus matchups here. Obviously Derek Henry, it is Yeti season, um, or I guess, uh, no, sorry, I was looking at the wrong column. So both middle of the road matchups for Eckler and Kamara Henry um, good matchup against Kansas city. However, will he be able to get his usual 30 touches or will they have to reduce that because they need to keep up um, and Singletary, who knows what, if that'll affect this week, uh, the Naheem Hines signing I I think this is easy Eckler and Camaro
1: yeah I agree 100% Uh, I I worry about Henry too because I think they do get behind Um, I don't think they can like against Houston they could stay in that game because Houston doesn't have you know much of anything so they were able to stay in that he could run forever I don't think the same thing's going to happen against Kansas City I'm sorry Uh, they could easily go up 21 nothing in this game and abandon the run so yeah give me Eckler and Camaro Receivers, uh, Snakes with Mike Evans home against the Rams and Josh Palmer at Atlanta versus the Keg with Tyreek Hill at Chicago and Stefan Diggs at New-, New York Jets. I tell you why I like Evans and Palmer, especially with some people out. I mean, God, you got Hill and Diggs. You got two of the top four receivers probably in fantasy. Um, yeah, this is Hill and Diggs by a mile. And one of them could probably outproduce the other two. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, both Hill and Diggs though do have negative matchups, but yeah, I mean, just talent alone. I'm sorry. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a sad, sad, sad panda. You should be. Tight ends, Greg Tunyon or Robert Tunyon. Where'd I get Greg from? Uh,
0: Greg is my brother. Also, I I just want to comment on that <laughs> if. If you were actually a sad panda, nobody would add you to the endangered species list. We would just I'm let you go. Sh-
1: I'm a sad panda. Yeah, it was it was a reference, Tyler. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, but I was I was yeah, directing no, that I, insult directly at you.
1: Yeah, but you were being mean. Did you get the reference? No. Hmm. Really? It's from South Park. It is. You don't care, uh, Tyler. I talk in like eighty percent references. Uh. Uh, anyway, Robert Tunyon at Detroit versus Hayden Hurst, home against Carolina. Both these tight ends were on my team at one point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is Tunyon. Um, in a game where Green Bay has to get right, I think Tunyon gets a score.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, though I will say that if, if Cincinnati is going to right the boat, they're going to have to throw at other places than just the receivers, and Hurst could be a beneficiary of that especially against Carolina defense. So it could be close, but I'm going to give the edge to Tunyon because I agree they – if Green Bay is going to make a stand and do anything, it's got to be this game. Flexes. Zay Jones home against the Raiders and Tyler Algier home against the Chargers for the Snakes versus Devonta Smith at Houston and Travis Etienne home against the Raiders for Raider. This is just a smash flex play. Um for De- Devontae Smith and ETN. Um, I don't, yeah, this, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Blake.
0: The the only thing I'll add is both Zay Jones and Algier, I think are smart plays here. I, I think, you know, they both have good matchups. They, you know, the Chargers are ass against the run. So, and Atlanta just loves running. Let me tell you, they're never going to throw to Kyle Pitts ever again. Um, so, yeah, but that was I your mean,
1: split in time with uh correct. Yeah,
0: yeah, but but I, I do, you know, I don't mind these flex plays, but yeah, it's a it's a paddling. And...
1: Yeah. All right. Uh Snakes acquired the Vikings defense at Washington to play this week because the Cowboys are on bye versus the Keg with the Jets defense home against Buffalo.
0: Uh that has to be a remnant from last week that he hasn't fixed yet. Um, because they literally I would take any other defense. Than the Jets. Well, he
1: has the Bills defense on his bench, so he probably just hasn't changed it. Or oh. he put it in there to see if somebody's dumb, yeah. you know, like he likes to do, just like, oh, is anybody going to notice that I'm an idiot? Yeah, he's obviously playing the Bills, which against the Jets I love, So, uh, especially okay. since the Jets are throwing picks of plenty. But the Vikings is a very good defensive play against Heineke, who is prone to turnovers, and the Vikings have been sacking the quarterback a lot. Fuck it. Terry's but, down there somewhere. Yeah, Terry's down there somewhere, but still, yes. I mean, he's going to play the Bills unless he's completely retarded. Um, so, yeah, give me that. All right, guys, break down what Kegarita can do on his bench. Well, I mean, I already talked about the Bills, which are technically there. Um, The rest of this bench, I mean, I don't think I'd change a whole lot of anything. Yeah.
0: I see... So Rondale Moore stuck out, um, but looking at the matchup, that's not the best, but he is back to his typical slot role, which is where he is very good. Yeah. So I, I do think he's a good floor play of, you know, 10 points or so. Um, but I, for me, I think Evan Ingram has to be in this lineup over Hayden Hurst. You know, Evan Ingram has been involved and Vegas is not good against tight ends, whereas Carolina is. And, you know, yeah. I, I think that he's the better play.
1: Yeah, I agree on that. Yep. All right. So, unfortunately, I'm getting hit by a bunch of buys here. Um, So, kind of what I've got in line is pretty close to my best lineup. Unfortunately, Gus Edwards uh, tweaked that hamstring coming off his knee recovery. I was really hoping to have him back, and now he's going on a buy in in a week, I think. so. Now, I don't think I'm changing anything here. I can't trust Drake London. I don't know what James Robinson's going to do. I'm not playing him against Buffalo. So this is what I got. I think you're right. Um, can I can I, hit, I just
0: go ahead and mark a clean sweep for the keg outside of the dice?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yep, yeah, keg. And it's a five. The, That'll the be dice snakes. The snakes. All right. God, I hope we were all, all wrong. Yeah, the dice could win this week, but I doubt it. All right, next matchup, we've got the Fly Eagles Fly 2-6 at home versus here's Tubby at 5-3. Mm. Currently, Tubby is favored 142-126. to 126. Oh, God.
2: Fly Eagles Fly On the road to
0: make a fight. Eagles fly, I hate my life. One, Rob two, just loves this song more than anything Watch your eagles fly,
2: Rob.
1: I love the two hole. It just takes
0: so long well, every time. My 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 decision on how long to play that is directly impacted by how terrible you guys react. We're and gonna enjoy it every, every week it this time.
1: Uh, all right. Let's You're literally making these, me drink more. These la- I'm out of alcohol unless I want to go spend another $6 for a bottle of beer downstairs. Don't do that. By all the right. way, hotel prices for alcohol here in Arkansas,
0: fucking insane. I'll tell you that. First of okay. all, that's not how you pronounce it. It's pronounced Arkansas. <laughs> Quarterbacks in this matchup. Love Eagles it. fly.
1: Have Tua Tagovailoa. I nailed it. At <laughs> Chicago. Uh, versus Jalen Hurts at Houston for Tubby.
0: Yeah, for me, this is really easy, and it's Tua. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts has been really good, but man, Houston just, they give up so much to the run. I I guess that would be the one saving grace here, is if Jalen Hurts, you know, gets 100 rushing. They just give so much up to the run that teams don't have to pass on them.
1: I, I have no... Doubts that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to dominate the Houston defense like he has dominated as many defenses with the run and through the air here this week. Jalen Hurts, faux show.
0: That sounds Running. like a dollar bet that needs to happen. Yeah, it sure
1: sounds like one, but it's not one. How, how many points one? are you giving
0: me? What? How many points are you giving me? I don't know.
1: Five? I ain't got nothing for you. I don't uh, even remember Hertz, what we bet on. Hertz like. minus
0: five and a half, Blake. You're giving me Hertz five minus five and a half. You have Hertz minus five and a half. I have two, a plus five and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. Lock it in. I I for sure need to make a a dollar bet bumper. Yeah, bumper. you do.
1: Yeah, with like like a like ten ladies going
2: dollar bet. Dollar bet.
1: No, I hate that. Just do like a ching, like a cash register sound. No, I like dollar bet singing. Fine. Running backs. uh Not everything's about stagecraft, there, Rob. Eat a dick. Uh, running backs. Damian Pierce nailed it. Perfect. There we go. uh Damian Pierce home against Philly and De- Deonta Foreman at Cincinnati for the Eagles, and then Josh Jacobs at Jacksonville and Raheem Mostert at Chicago foe the tubbies
0: whoa uh oh we're talking about running backs i was looking at receivers and i was like i don't see any of those names <laughs> um <laughs> that's because they're running backs Wait, wait I, to really blake that one tyler oh yeah. i sh- i sure fucking did buddy um yeah i mean for me this comes down entirely to matchup jacobs and Mostert have great matchups um whereas Pierce and Foreman have middle-of-the-road or negative matchups, give me Jacobs and Mostert. Also in, well, Jacobs, their team won't be ahead, but Mostert, their team will be.
1: Yeah, and both these running backs are doing really well this year, um, and I definitely hate, like you said, the matchups for Eagles side here. Receivers, Michael Pittman Jr. at New England and T. Higgins, home against Carolina for the Eagles, versus Devontae Adams at Jacksonville and Christian Kirk at home against the Raiders.
0: Yeah. I already talked about how I thought Zay Jones was a good play against the Raiders. So Christian Kirk's an even better one. Devonta Adams has been kind of hit or miss this year. I know last week he had uh flu or flu like symptoms. Um, so, you know, I imagine he's feeling better. He's not going to put up one point again this week. Um, Michael Pittman. I don't remember what he did with the new quarterback. He had like
1: a seven, uh, for seven 60. for 53. Okay. There you go. There you
0: go. Um, and T Higgins the only show or the best show in town against Carolina give me Adams and Kirk uh fairly easily here
1: yeah Mm-mm. uh I want to lean I want to lean against you here Tyler um uh, not nothing any super strongly I just I feel the Colts get it together a little bit more with the new quarterback uh Pittman's obviously the number one target there and we could easily see T. Higgins go off against a Carolina defense that's kind of middle of the road here. Tight ends Eagles that sounds fly. like a dollar
0: bet that needs to be made. No, uh, <laughs> it does it. not actually. I will. It, I will give you five and a half points on that one. No, I don't think so. Seven and a half points, Tyler. We can we can
1: have <laughs> we can have uh, debates and slight disagreements without putting money on it. Tight ends. Eagles fly has Taysom Hill home against Baltimore versus a questionable Mark Andrews Monday night at New Orleans for Tubby.
0: Yeah, and Tubby has Hawkinson, who who knows how much he'll be involved uh coming off the trade. So Oh Oh yeah, Tyler, it's taking no. some time. Oh no. Oh no.
1: We need to have a like a a clock ticking sound
0: because it take sorta... some time. Take some time. No, give me give me either Andrews or Hawkinson. <laughs> oh, Tyler, that sounds like a dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I get I get whichever. uh is it whichever tight end he plays, or is it, yes. whichever, or tight is, end,
1: it? He, whichever tight end he starts versus Taysom
0: Hill? What Ooh. if so? Mark Mark Andrews is on Monday night. What if he is ruled out before the game Monday night? Do I get it's, Hawkinson?
1: Then? It is whoever is in
0: Tubby's lineup. That's what he said. I I will do it. I will do it if you give me if if Andrews does not play at all. I will do it. What? So I get I get Andrews if he plays it and is in the lineup. Otherwise, I get Hawkinson. That's what he just said.
1: No, I you get I'm, whoever is in Tubby's lineup.
0: Yes, you get whoever he
1: plays. He thinks that Taysom Hill will outscore whoever plays. No. <laughs> See, because he probably
0: will. Just Because just because if, if I'm tubby here, I'm probably taking the chance that Andrews uh, plays. Right. And then you're willing to take the goose if he doesn't. Correct. Because because Hawk has a terrible matchup and is getting into a new system.
1: Correct. And might play 10 plays. If he does right. play, yeah, Right. All righty. Flex, Romeo Dubs at Detroit and Gabe Davis at the Jets for Eagles Fly versus James Connor, home against Seattle, and Miko Hardman, home against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I mean, this comes down to whether Connor plays. Uh, right. I haven't heard the latest news. Let's see what we got here.
1: So I can give you what I heard is that he's okay. limited again, much like he's been the past few weeks. And the thought is that Eno Benjamin is starting again.
2: It's yeah, I mean if a, that's the case. Nothing's
1: official. Nothing's official. That's just what people are saying right now on Wednesday. Could change in the coming days, but that's what they're saying today.
0: Yeah, if that's the case, then give me Dubs and Davis.
1: Yeah, I think I like Dubs and Davis, regardless, even if Connor were to play. Um. Defense Chiefs home against Tennessee for Eagles versus Tubby with Eagles at Houston.
0: Uh yeah, I'm sorry. Better defense, better pizza, Papa John's. Give me the Eagles. <laughs> so uh, I will say the reason I I put the Chiefs
1: in is if Malik plays again for Tennessee. If, here's the thing: or, if, if Malik a plays holl- again, or a yeah, holl-
0: if, if Malik plays again, they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times, and they're, yes. they're going to have the Subscribe. exact same game plan.
1: Yeah. All right, Tara. Let's break down Tubby's team. Uh, I mean, Hawkinson, like you said, I would be playing Herbert.
0: I would be playing Herbert against Atlanta. Herbert over Hurts. Yep.
1: At Houston. Yep. Uh, Well, there is that Thursday thing. There is a Thursday, but the Eagles. Hey, I know the Eagles they hot. Didn't they play on Thursday against Minnesota? I don't remember. In Week Two, I believe they did because uh, that's when Bills played a minute uh, on Thursday. They had a doubleheader Thursday night game. Yeah, that was Week One when things were good, and Week then... Two and and Hertz threw for three hundred and thirty-three yards a touchdown. Okay, and, so, and ran so fine. for fifty-seven yards. Yeah. The first two weeks is when I won fantasy games. I haven't won since, and and Thursday games have been shitty since. So, who's a better defense, Houston or Minnesota? <sighs> you mean Atlanta? No.
0: I'm yeah, J- I'm saying Herbert
1: against Atlanta. Right. No, I'm saying Jalen Hurts played on Thursday in Week oh, Two well, against that was Minnesota. Th- th- that Thursday was, was
0: such like a nothing comment that Rob made. And you're acting like this <laughs> was the whole point. <laughs> I'm not arguing that you should play, not play Hertz because of Thursday, although that is true. I'm Ever. arguing that because Herbert is playing maybe the worst defense in the land in Atlanta. And,
1: but Blake's not saying he Hertz has all of his uh, offensive players, and yes. Herbert and, does not. And, Her, and Herbert, I mean, he's, he's not as banged up as he was a few weeks ago with the ribs, but Herbert has not looked. Overly good all year long. Like, you've and and I know Mike Williams and maybe
0: No. Keenan Allen. So you've got let to me, play Hertz. Let me propose this to you: double a oh, dollar god. bet. What uh, it, it hurts? you you get Hertz both ways at plus five and a half? I have two or you have Hertz minus five and a half both ways. I have two a plus five and a half and Herbert plus five and a half. Double dollar bet. Oh
1: my Hurt? god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding. Lost, I'm adding. I'm lost.
0: adding in. I'm adding in. I get Herbert at plus five and a half for a new dollar bet as well.
1: He, he, he's saying that he's so you're saying you saying Herbert, five. you're giving me five points Five and a half points over Justin Herbert As well
0: Right with, with Hertz, Hertz. Hertz, has, Hertz has to outscore Herbert by six Or yeah.
1: more Fucking easy Easy day, let's go King Alright Let's go, anything else on that bench Blake? No, this bench is Garbaggio. It is really garbagio What do you got, Rob? Let's get through this so we can get through our fucking last yeah, yeah, so I can um, go to bed. So I have a lot of, uh, much like you, I'm bye-bye-bye-bye-bye week. Um, I could play – it's it's possible I put Caleb Huntley in, depending on what happens in that Atlanta backfield instead of Romeo Dubs, but I do like him against Detroit. Um, again, depending if um, the Iowa State boy is back or not. Um. Otherwise, not many changes. Okay. All right. All right. Pick it. Dice first. Dice first. Ready, set, nine. They pick. Fly eagles fly. Perfect. Because I wanted to go against the dice. I'm taking Tubby. Okay. So am I. So am I. I hate to do it to you, Rob. I wanted to go with you here, but boy, do I. I did too. But you know, like
0: portions of this team, I I wish you bad things every single week.
1: I really like Jason. Why, Tyler, Why? Um, Because he hates you. All right, final matchup of the week. Commissioner's Cup is held on to by the Hawaiian Chakas for like the fourth time in this podcast. I was unable to reclaim the trophy, and I you you weren't even close. By the way, it was so it was so bad. Two gooses. Yeah, um, really, really. Maybe potentially
0: the worst. The worst uh try that anybody's had. Uh I will say, did you guys know that uh Tubby has beaten everybody by double digit points as well?
1: Yeah, well I'm gonna get murdered. I know the clo-
0: that the closest anybody got was me in week two and I lost to him by 10.25 points.
1: Nice. Solid yeah. work. All right. Now, it was it was real annoying uh on Monday night be like well I'm for sure gonna lose because I'm I all all shotguns needs to get out of three players is like 35 points. And uh, fucking watching Cooper and Chubb just start going off the browns, <laughs> you know? dominating. I was like, Oh, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. I went to bed around nine ish, woke up at two in the morning, looked at my phone, and saw that Chubb w- went for like 140 yards. It's like, Ah, what a dickhole! What a dick. I lost 160. All right, all right, chakas are at home, eight and Favored against the three and five scary Terry currently, where you have projected one forty one to one twenty one. Mm. Shaka's have Pat Mahomes home against Tennessee coming out of there by versus Terry with Geno Smith at Arizona.
0: Yeah, I this mean, is very easy. Oh, uh, go ahead. Geno and the Seattle offense is trending in the wrong direction, and uh, one of Geno's worst games of the year came against Arizona. Uh, Patrick Mahomes eats. Uh, this is Patty all day.
1: 100% true, especially since this is a Sunday night game, and Patty Mahomes on uh, primetime is like pencil them in for four touchdowns. Uh, hey, Rob, I have a question for you. Sure. What do we wait all day for? We wait all day for Friday night.
0: No, we wait no, all day for Sunday. Sunday. Night.
1: Oh, okay, whatever. Friday Saturday? Nights,
0: Saturday nights are meant for fighting. Oh, fine. Sunday night, whatever. Same difference.
1: Do you do you not listen to Carrie when she sings? No. Fuck that bitch. Oh, that's uh, a shocking How? change. That's aggressive. Yeah, Very <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> running backs. Damian Harris, home against Indianapolis, and Miles Sanders at Houston for Shaka's versus Leonard Fournette, home against the Rams, and Dave Montgomery, home against Miami.
0: Oh, right. so, boy. Yeah. here's I'll the tell thing. you,
1: I'm going to go with a bold Terry on the running backs here. Yeah, I am too, because I don't... I just There's don't a like- chance
0: Miles Sanders outscores all of them.
1: There is a chance, especially because Houston is so bad. Yeah. At rush defense.
0: That that's that's exactly what I'm looking at. Like I was originally like, yeah, it's Fournette and Montgomery, but dude. <sighs> oh.
1: I, I just don't like Damian Harris at all against the Colts. I like Stevenson so much more. Oh God, it's I, I'm I'm still gonna go Fournette and, and Montgomery by like just a couple points.
0: I'm playing my flag. I'm I'm going Harrison Sanders. All right.
1: Do it. I wish I do wish I remembered what we picked like on the positional picks every every week when we're watching football on Sunday. Because I never do. Fuck if I remember who I picked to win the matchup. Exactly. Receivers, shakas, Terry McLaurin home against Minnesota, and Tyler Boyd home against Carolina versus Scary Terry with DJ Moore at Cincinnati and DK Metcalf at Arizona.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is fairly easy for me. This is McLaurin and Boyd. Yep, um, yep. One, one guy is the superstar that is now getting the attention. One guy is Mr. Necessary for his team. DJ Moore has been getting more love and DK. Obviously, we've seen that he can play through the uh, injury that he has. Um, however, they did limit him. Uh, Arizona did last time they played. Now he's hurt. And DJ Moore against Cincinnati is not a good matchup. So, yeah, give me McLaurin and Boyd. Um I, I'm going to
1: agree that McLaurin and Boyd are the play here, but I think D.J. Moore has a better matchup, especially with uh, Uze out, um, which is, for Cincinnati, one of their best corners, and he's gone. Um, I think D.J. Moore, like, eats again this week. Um, I agree that Metcalf is probably, and, and you know, until he's fully healthy and can show it, He's kind of the weak link here, unfortunately. So I will lean McLaurin-Boyd, but I think Moore does better than than you think because of that yeah. injury to the Cincinnati secondary. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just as a quick break on that one, um, P.J. Walker, his second year in the NFL, in the system, coming out of the XFL like, before last year's football season, He's doing the same shit he was doing when he was playing for the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL. He's throwing it downfield to a very athletic receiver. So, I personally, as a fan of him in the XFL, I'm happy with what he's doing this year. With well, the start, how about the way that Carolina is playing this? They have not activated Sam Darnold, who has been available to be activated for quite a while. If they don't activate him by Tuesday, he's gone for the year. So then it's pj and baker mayfield the rest of the way which i think is what i i mentioned before that this coaching staff has nothing to lose i think it is pj or die the rest of this year i believe that 100 percent. yeah I'm, uh, I'm, and, I'm happy for the for the kid yeah um let's see tight ends travis right, kelsey let's move on you just said it
0: i do i do have My lock of the week is uh, Zach Ertz with um, one of his best games of the year. Uh, Now, that only means like, you know, 14 points plus. But oh,
1: Ertz will do well. He's what? Yeah, he's a top five guy, isn't he?
0: Yeah, Seattle is uh, Seattle is the worst against fantasy tight ends.
1: But it's Travis Kelsey. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't even introduced either of these tight ends. Uh, we didn't Tyler, care. Uh, you say Kelsey, and I was done. <laughs> uh, Earth's the number three tight end on the year for in our league in fantasy.
0: Yeah, yes, he's just exactly. been Mr. Consistent.
1: Yeah. He's only uh, had flex. one game in single digits. Flex, uh, the Shockers have Cooper Cup at Tampa Bay in their flex with Garrett Wilson against Buffalo versus mm. Gary Terry with Darnell Mooney, home against Miami, and Juju Smith-Schuster, home against Tennessee.
0: I mean... Come on, if Cooper Cup plays, which he should, uh, this is super super easy.
1: Agreed. However, if he's limited at all, limited at all, I really like uh, Smith Schuster against Tennessee and Mooney against Miami. Miami's defense is we've as we've talked about has not been good. Um, Buffalo is really good. I would not be surprised if Cup is limited at all that Mooney and Schuster beat them. But yes, assuming Cup plays, it's easy. Cup Wilson. Yeah, Mooney has not been bad as this offense has kind of gotten its legs. Correct. Not lately. Exactly. Uh, Defense Ravens at New Orleans or Bengals home against Carolina.
0: This is easy for me again. This is Ravens against New Orleans. Um, Dalton. Isn't going to set the world on fire against the Ravens. And, you know, he always has the potential to throw a pick or two. Um, and Ravens just kind of have that defensive baseline that the Bengals do not. And the Bengals have only been in double digits once. And that was against the Jets.
1: Um, I'm going to agree. It's the Ravens. Um, Also, because there can be a pick six, though. I do think that um, Andy Dalton does plenty of damage offensively against his team, but he will turn the ball over. Uh, like I said, uh, Bengals lost one of their top corners. Um, so I actually think Carolina can move the ball and eat a little bit against this defense. All right, Rob, let's look at the Shaka's bench. I don't really see anything here that you're you're getting into your starting lineup. I mean, the only piece maybe is to look at switching out Boyd for Terrace Marshall or Alec Pierce, but I don't know how, how gutsy you feel about either of those. Yeah, I'm not feeling terrible. You know, you know, uh, no, not crazy.
0: Do you think about about MVS at all instead of Garrett Wilson? So
1: I do a little bit, but boy, you're really going three Kansas City there. I I don't because uh, Tony is going to be integrated after the bye. Uh, Juju is there as well. You already you're already starting Travis Kelsey. I don't think that you can start MVS. With any kind of... Yeah, I I think you have to split up your... Yeah, You have to... I mean, they could have a great game where all of them do well, but you have to split up your risk a little bit. So, but boy, I know Garrett Wilson has been good recently because, you know, there's been injuries and they don't want to play more and, you know, everything. So he's like the only show in town. But uh, Buffalo's just not... It's not what... that. Buffalo is not where you want to make your hay as a receiver, just to be honest. So yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could also see putting Alec Pearson because he's been good recently. But yeah, he's been he's been meh recently. Uh, honestly, if you're the shock is you're not in a position where you need to go for a boom. That's but, that's why he's doing what he's doing. But it, he, but I mean, Tyler Boyd, Tyler little Boyd Marshall, only, little Marshall, yeah, Tyler Boyd only. Booms a couple times a year. He's had two under his belt already. Terrace Marshall's getting the looks as the number two receiver in that offense. Fuck, I throw it you. in there. I get you. All right. All right, Tyler. Let's break
0: down Scary
1: Terry's bench.
0: There is um there are only two things here. Uh, and I mean, really, like legitimately, there are like two players you could put in. Um, yeah. Kenyon Drake. If Gus Edwards doesn't play, I think Kenyon Drake has to make his way into this lineup. I think his floor is higher than either of your receivers floors are Mm -hmm. uh, your flexes. I mean uh, in Mooney and Juju. So you have to replace one of them. And then Trevor Lawrence against Uh. Vegas Vegas is the worst defense against quarterbacks this year. I think people are overreacting to Trevor Lawrence against Denver last week. Busting Uh, Denver has only allowed since week one, has only allowed one or no after week one, Denver has allowed zero quarterbacks in the top 24. So Denver has been granted. This was pre Bradley Chubb trade. Very, very good against opposing quarterbacks. So I'm not taking any stock into that. Um, Yeah. I, I think Trevor Lawrence might be in here over Gino. In fact, I would, I would almost make that my second lock. All
1: right. What do you think about Gibson? Uh, ever since they made the running back change, he's been getting a lot of receiving work. He's been fifteen and nineteen the last two weeks, which is you know better than what Mooney's done
0: on on touches or on touchdowns, obviously yeah. uh, yes. so yes. you know w- without the touchdowns, we're only looking at nine and what thirteen, which is still yeah. good. So you're looking at right at Mooney. Uh, yeah. I, I would just rather use Kenyon Drake or instead of um, All right. Ta- i would I would go I would go Kenyon Drake even in a split backfield. Rather than Gibson,
1: do you like Fournette against the Rams, or would you throw Gibson in against Minnesota?
0: I I don't think you can bench Fournette because I, I even even if if um Donald is eating, they're going to do one or two things on every play. Either he's going to be into block, or he's going to do that little slip screen,
1: and yeah, you know, right.
0: that's how they're going to have to slow down uh Donald.
1: All right. Yep. Okay. Um, I got to stick with them. Uh, they beat me, so
0: I'm going to go Shaka's. All right. Tyler. Yeah, it's hard not to. I, that the only way that this I think becomes close is if Cup is limited or potentially out.
1: All right. Uh Dice take Terry.
0: All right. Well that just sealed it.
1: And I'll take Shaka's. <laughs> Did the dice um, go against consensus? Consensus. All, all the consent? time. Yeah. Con, yeah.
0: So this this week we were uh we had four games where we were clean sweeps. And the dice went against us every time. And yeah. then the only game that wasn't in was Wieners versus Reapers, uh, where Rob went with the dice.
1: All right. Uh, interesting week. Where there's going to be, you know, either a lot of rejoice or a lot of disappointment when it comes to our oh. picks. Oh, I'll actually, be disappointed in my loss again. And I can't wait for my defense to dominate the dominate the and really shut him down this week. Otherwise, let's get out of here with Huey Lewis. All right. <laughs> I love the two hole.